this is Brad with Pro Wrestling Junkies, and welcome to another episode of Toilet Side Wrestling Talk. Today's guest hails from Mother Russia and began wrestling in 2016. She trained under the Amazing Red and Johnny Rods and has worked all over the world, including the United States, Canada, Japan, Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Russia, I could go on. She's worked for such promotions as Marvelous, that's Women's Pro Wrestling, Sendai Girls Pro Wrestling, Pro Wrestling Wave, Camp Leapfrog, Limitless, Beyond, New Texas Pro Wrestling, Global Syndicate Wrestling, and again, I could go on. She's the current GSW Soul of Syndicate Champion and has shared the ring with the likes of Edith Surreal, Allison Kay, Erica Lee, Mikoto Shindo, Delmi Exo, Nikki Adams, I could go on. I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you don't already have IWTV, go out and subscribe. You can check out my guest matches there as well as on YouTube. So let's welcome today's guest, someone who's returning to Toilet Side Wrestling Talk, someone who I would be honored if she gave me the middle finger. I give you Russian Dynamite, Masha Slamovich. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for coming on today and giving me some time on a uh, Tuesday morning. I almost said Wednesday. All days seem like Tuesday to me. So thank you. Don't worry about it. I also thought I was like a day in a- ahead, even though we're not. Yeah, yeah. This stay-at-home dad stuff is, is literally killing me a little bit every day. So this may be the last time we speak. Who knows? Oh. Um, <laughs> Can, some of these questions might seem disjointed, but they'll go in a, a proper fashion. Can I ask you a question, though, about Frogsport in your matches uh, with Edith Surreal? Yes, go on. Okay. And what, one thing in particular, can I play another clip, and this is the last clip that I'll play? Sure, go on. Awesome. I have to. could do an hour show on just that um because i have dozens of questions but the the first is um it didn't look like there were tracks up there 
you know, when you went up there, did anyone test this out? No, no sane person is going to be like, yeah, let me go up on this roof and see if it's safe. Like, I just, I was, I was like, I'm going up on that roof, you know, and I was like balls to the walls. If I fall off, I fall off. So I just went up there recklessly and... Did I was, you know okay, I'm you doing were this, gonna... man? I committed. I committed. Oh yeah. Did you know you were was were you planning on on doing that, or was this just like something that you like? Oh, I'll do this now. So I didn't. I originally didn't plan on doing it, and okay. then something just came into my mind and was like, "Man, you should jump off the roof." And I was like, "That sounds like a great idea for me to do." And up there I went. And even when I was up there, I didn't know what I was going to do. So I just went with my instincts up there, man. It looked like, I mean, it looked like you, you started to slip at one point. Um, when you were climbing up there, the, oh, the other thing is, so you're you're bleeding at that point. And it's not like you're wearing like a winter coat or anything. Did, did the bleeding make you feel colder? Sorry, my voice just squeaked. Um, I don't think I felt much of anything during that match, um, aside from, like, anger. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, you're in the moment, you're, you're, you're doing it, you're wrestling, you're jumping off roofs and hitting people with stop signs. I'm not really thinking about, damn, is it kind of cold out here? That, that ship sailed a long time before. Yeah. And, and the thing is, the, the snow wasn't, like, powdery, so, like, when you jumped off and you hit Edith, there was no, like, no give. It was, it was almost like hitting, like, a boulder. Did it, did you, were you in pain afterwards? I mean, it's not an enjoyable experience if you'd like to go give it a shot and throw yourself off your nearest roof. Be my guest and let me know how fun that is. I would probably die, so my wife is probably all for that idea, but, um, yeah, maybe something, I'll think about it till next winter. Um, Okay, again, a little disjointed, but um, so at the Marvelous Dojo, why were there so many pets? So Chigusa Nagayo really likes dogs and as do the rest of us. So it all started with like having one dog, having two dogs, you know, having a couple rescues and like, you know, the rescues would like come and go. But then we had Bochi who was Chigusa's dog, and he, which one was the first dog? So he mated with a poodle, and oh, then they had six puppies in one go, so that immediately raised the level from two to eight dogs. Oh, my God. And then the dog mated with, like, three more dogs and had a heart attack, which led to, like, I don't know, the dog just kept fucking, and then we started adopting I- other dogs, and somehow we ended up adopting two Frenchies, and now we have three cats, so I think we're up to like 16 dogs and three cats now. Now, is everybody responsible for like a certain dog or some? is there someone who takes care of all dogs and feeds them and walks them or everyone's responsible for their own? Mm, kind of both. So we have my dog, Haruma. You've all seen him online, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And then we mm-hmm. have another dog, Udon, who is, they're like the bigger breeds. So they can't really be around the little dogs. All the okay. little dogs are 
like spend their time usually in the living room all together. Just like you walk into the kitchen, the living room, there's like a storm of dogs heading your way. It's like, Oh wild. my God. And, and the one cat just hangs out with the dogs and probably hates everything. Oh, that's but, like the one girl in my family. She probably hates it all, you know, being amongst all those boys. Um, yeah, but um, but yeah, so like when they're in the living room and in the morning, we have the young girls who like, because the dogs will, the everybody has one or two dogs that they care mm-hmm. for and sleep with. And in the okay. morning, like the young girls will quietly be like, come here and like get the dog out of your room and like feed it, walk it. Uh, aside oh, from me, awesome. I would just do that all myself. So the dog was like... Um, yeah yeah it knew who it's yeah like the rest of the little dogs get taken care of like fed and like taken care of in the living room by the young girls and then Uh we'll come collect them to like play with them and walk them and whatever do does this this young girl does she get or girls do they get paid so the young girls are like students they're not even debuted wrestlers yet okay so they pretty much have to like you know, aside from training, they live with us and they have to earn wrestling. So they do everything and they don't get paid. They cook, they, clean, well, take they, care of the dogs, train. You know, if I need something, I'm like, hey, come up here, help me with this. Like, oh, wow. But I guess it's like, you know, um, their pay is being trained. You know, like they're training. Pretty much. That's like what you, payment is. When you're a young girl, you, you're just focused on training. And then once you finally debut, you get to like work at the ringside bar. You get to you know wrestle. Oh. You get like you pretty much level up and like become an adult in life. Even though you're probably oh, cool. An adult. What's what was the what was the youngest student age? I think she was like fifteen or sixteen when I was there. Yeah. Is that is that typical when uh, uh you know people get into wrestling there? Oh, it can be even younger. We've had girls start as young as like 14, 13 over there. Um, and be successful? In my, in, my, in my dojo, there's like a limit, I believe. But I know Ice Ribbon had like nine-year-olds debuting on shows. It was insane. Were they any good? Of course, they're all they're all great. They would never put out a bad product over there, honestly. So, I, I mean, yeah. I, you know, you want to do it, you're going to do it no matter what it takes. Otherwise, you're just not going to do it. <laughs> Do you think from when you got to Japan to when you left, like that you're a different person at all? A hundred percent. A hundred. Like, I don't even know who the person before Japan was, you know, like. Oh, wow. I might have been good or decent enough to get to Japan, but Japan just completely took my game and like. So like, was it like, so when you came back, was there culture shock? It, you know, like when I friends. got when I got to Japan, I didn't have a culture shock because coming back, even after four years, it honestly like it felt like home to me because that was my first experience in wrestling. You know, my first yeah. time ever having a professional match, and like I li- lived over there for a month and a half. It was my introduction to wrestling, so it felt like home coming back there but then coming back to america after a year in japan felt so weird like everything here just felt weird like it was just i couldn't deal with it i was like what the fuck america what what about your your friends that were that you know you have here was it was it hard to like reconnect or, or relate um it was definitely hard to relate to like pandemic stuff because the pandemic Mm -hmm. experience that people had and my friends had here was entirely different 
from what I went through. So like, you know, I don't want to sound like a dick, but it kind of like didn't feel as serious to me because I wasn't living in New York City. I wasn't witnessing trucks of dead bodies being carted off the streets. I was like, oh, you know, in Tokyo, we had COVID, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Bodies laying everywhere. Like we were living a normal life. I was going out to lunch, seeing my friends, like, you know. And so, so like, it, it, in the country as a whole, were they not as uh, concerned as it seems here? So they were definitely concerned, but mm-hmm. here it was like, you know, you can't leave your house. You can't, like, it was very severely restricted. Yeah. But in Japan, it was like, hey, we strongly suggest you don't hit the bars tonight. You know what I mean? It was like, they closed down, like, movie theaters and, like, mm-hmm. late night bars and karaoke, but, like, you can go, like, people were going to work. You could go out for lunch oh. with friends. Did, were was, people wearing masks? Oh, people were wearing masks by the time I even got there in January. It was, okay. it's just a cultural thing over there to not, like, spread your germs on people. So people just yeah, wore masks a lot anyways. That was never, we never had the issue of, like, masks or not, you know, that wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, were shows still going on? So during the first lockdown, like when everything kind of like hit the fan in mm-hmm. in March, Mar- yeah, at the end of March. Year. So mm-hmm. we didn't have shows during April pretty much at all. And then okay. during like, like May, late April, May and June, we did dojo tapings where we would just live stream the show with no audience to yeah. the audience. And then on July 6th, we just started live shows again and we've been having live shows since. And even though Tokyo went into a lockdown in January, they were still letting us have shows. They just said, finish it by eight o'clock. So we just pushed our start time back an hour and it was fine. Oh, okay. Um, did, why did you leave? Did it have anything to do with the pandemic? No, it was just, um, it was like an unfortunate, it was kind of to do with the pandemic because it affected like a work visa thing. And honestly, it was just like a misunderstanding of paperwork and it like, it just couldn't be corrected in time. And I had to leave pretty much like, oh, so are you planning on going back? Definitely. They've been trying to get me back. I've been trying to go back, but right now they're not issuing any work visas. So I'm trapped here. Did you get did you get vac- vaccinated or going to get vaccinated? I haven't been vaccinated yet. I'm just uh, you know still I get tested every week between shows because I wrestle mm-hmm. pretty much every weekend since I've been back. So I just make sure to get tested before and after shows and not contaminate anyone. Thankfully, oh, that's a good you know, knock on wood. I haven't had COVID yet, so I, you know, I, I was about to say something, but I I didn't want to jinx anything, so I'm just going to knock on wood for the thought I had, and I don't want to put it out. Um, so is is women's wrestling popular in Japan? Hell yeah, we have more so than here. Whole magazines like we have. Uh, Joshi magazines coming out every single month with like photo shoots and articles. There's like over 12, 10 wrestling promotions of women that are like the, women's wrestling or wrestling in general in Japan is just so much more revered than it is in the United States. You know, here, funny story. I went to my doctor yesterday and they tried to ask me, they're like, what do you do as a profession? And I was like, I'm a wrestler. They're like, Oh, a professional arm wrestler. Right. I'm like, 
what? <laughs> they didn't even know what professional wrestling was. And in Japan, you know, there's professional wrestling on TV. The magazines are in every store. Yeah. Like, you can't live in Japan and not know what pro wrestling is. Is the TV, is it like episodic uh, epi uh, shows? So, like, you know, like, like The Road? Uh, no, not really. Like if, you know, new, I'm talking more like New Japan and Noah oh, and okay, okay. even Marvelous, right? We still release stuff on like uh, DVDs and uh, oh. we have like an online site where we send links mm -hmm. so people could watch the show. And oh, cool. sometimes they do tie into one another. But for a lot of the time when we were still like bringing our younger girls up until the next level, it was like matches, 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 you know. So you're in, so you're wrestling there every weekend. Where we have it, it can vary, especially with like the pandemic, depending. Mm -hmm. So like our company will have two to three shows a month, but then we also get sent out to other companies like Diana, Pro Wrestling Wave, Sendai Girls. You know, I did Ice mm -hmm. Ribbon stuff like that. Uh, so it can it, it's like choose your own adventure, but while talking to your office before you do it. You know, you okay? okay. I came there and I was like. I want to work every week. I was like, I want to work all the time. I was like, book me on everywhere and everything. And then there's uh -huh. girls who are like, hey, I'd rather not break my knees. You know, I'm, like two shows is fine. Yeah. So, but you you like that. I love it. I, I'll wrestle every day. I mean, in 2019 alone, I think I had upwards of 250 matches that year. Wow. Let me ask you a question about your your non wrestling friends here. Maybe friends that you had prior to you know becoming a pro wrestler. <laughs> that can you assuming take down... I had any friends to begin with? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Let's we'll we'll, we'll do a, a slash family. Can you take down every single person that you know who's a non wrestler? Guaranteed. And in under two seconds. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Pretty much like. Okay. I can't Is imagine nice any feeling? of my non-wrestling friends standing even a against me lunging at you. Now, do you ever, have you ever tried, tried out moves like on a family member or a non-wrestling friend? Hell yeah. My sister always gets the brunt of that shit. I'm like, come here, let me try this out on you real quick. Oh, wow. I remember, I remember like my like second day of training back when I first started, I learned a bunch of um, like arm bars and holds and I came yeah. back to her house and she's like, Oh my God, how was training? And I was like, yeah, come here. Let me show you what I learned. This is a fucking arm bar. <laughs> Cause you can't, tra you can't train on a stuffed animal. You need, you need like a human who will react. Pretty much. Um, okay. So again, disjointed questions. Um, so a couple months ago, you had an article in PWI. That is correct. Was, was that was that nice? Did you know prior? Like how long I, before? So the the lovely lady who wrote about me, Lauren Founds, um, she hit me up because she has been a friend and been supporting me like ever since she discovered Masha Slamovich, I guess. And uh, she hit me up and she said that um, she was speaking of PWI about writing an article anyways, and she wanted to do it on me. So I was, you know, I was so touched and blown away and we had corresponded 
uh, I, those pictures that were published, I was mm -hmm. sending them to her and, you know, we had to credit the pictures and like this, that, of course, she yeah. had to talk to me to like find out. Stuff, <laughs> so. Uh, so I knew about the article probably since like late November, early December. Oh, okay. And we were collaborating on the article. And when it finally came out, it was amazing to see yeah. my face in PWI after I was a kid, you know, buying the magazines, like reading. I, I still like literally I'm looking at my box of like collected stuff over here and uh -huh. it's just wild to see like all the PWIs and then my PWI on top. Yeah. <laughs> did, oh, so did you go out and where actually where can you go out and buy them now? Did you buy a bunch? Um. So I... So Lauren sent me two copies, one for me and one for my family, like my mom and dad. Uh -huh. Yeah, I was going to say, they probably need one. Yeah, I did have a sponsor who sent me a whole, like, box of them. So I have seven of them or six of them or something uh, that uh -huh. I have for sale extra. So there, there's a little plug right there if you want a copy oh, yeah. signed. I, I am selling them. <laughs> I have them. All right. Yummy. And, and, at the end, remind me uh, again, and I'll and I'll put that in the post for this as well. Um, so, what would you say um, were the lessons you've learned in Japan that you've brought back here? Maybe not even wrestling related. Just, I you know, I can't really. I, w I would have to write a book on all the lessons, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's just, it changed me in every single way. I remember before Japan, I was sitting like at my friend's house and just being like, I want to go live in a dojo. All I want to do is wake up every day and just wrestle and, you know, learn and dedicate myself to it and become better. And then I found myself locked in a dojo and all I could do was train. And it just... You know, if it if I had good psychology and good wrestling before, it completely elevated it. Like, just perseverance and just having that fight and, you know, disciplining yourself. Like, having to get up every day and go running and walk your dog and cook your breakfast and go to training and take a break to eat food and then train again. And then there's YouTube Live and we have to do photo shoots and shows. It's just you have to, like, it ha you have to make it happen. There's no excuses. There's no days off. You know, there's no such thing as no, because no one gives a shit what you have going on. Get up and get it done. Yeah, um, I, I imagine that's that's how you have to be. Like, did you, um, did, did, let me ask you a question. Do people treat each other better in Japan than they treat each other here? Not wrestling, just in general. People generally are a lot more respectful. There, You know, there okay. is some people who are a little out of line. Yeah, guess, there's always. But just generally, it's just such a pleasant place to be because, you know, being from New York City, I'll even like be going down the street and it's like a complete zoo here. Everybody is rude. And in Japan, everyone is just like thoughtful of other people is honestly, wow. your people are just considerate over there is what it is. And that's just something that we completely lack here. Yeah, that's crazy. To, it's crazy to hear that. Um are you gonna are you gonna go anywhere before you go back to Japan? Like, uh, do do you want to go to any other countries to wrestle, like Mexico? Oh, guaranteed. I Mexico is definitely somewhere that I have my sights set on. Uh, you know, whenever Europe gets their shit together, that yeah. too. Australia, I know, is locked down forever, but whenever it opens up, I definitely want to go to Australia. And what's the flight from uh, Japan to Australia length? 
shorter than it is from here. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't think I could do it from here. Dude, um, even, even coming from here to Japan is like 16 hours something. It's some outrageous flight length. It's just so much. I straight? hate it. Or do you have to get um, off in LA? I think my first time when I went over there, I went straight, I want to say. And it was like, I think it was 16 straight or like 17. Um, the, this time when I went there, I flew 12 or six, I flew to Taipei in Taiwan, however okay. long that took. And then I had a 13 hour layover and then I flew four hours from there to Tokyo and it was the worst. <laughs> that sounds off the 13 hours and you just have to kill 13 hours basically. Well, well, hold on a minute because I actually had the blessing to get uh the layover in taiwan and at first you know i'm just like oh this is kind of weird yeah when i got there i swear to god this was the best airport i've ever been in like they had really four high. like four or five sports parks where you could just work out there had like showers and like a sleeping like chair there was like food everywhere i, mean, I kept myself occupied i filmed a whole interview with uh with somebody while i was there worked out like Oh wow! Those are like a little spot airport. Busy. <laughs> this in tons of food. Yeah, like I had, you know, I thirteen hours felt like five, and then I, off I went onto the plane. Are you able to sleep on an airplane? I hope to sleep on an airplane. Not gonna lie, before I get there, I smoke a little bit. I'll drink at the yeah, airport. Yeah. I'm like anything to not be awake on the flight. I, I absolutely hate flying, so I'm like, if I could be not conscious for it, I'd enjoy that. Yeah. I've tried, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll just have an edible, and but I don't, I never have timed it right, and I always like then end up like freaking out. So <laughs> no more edibles when I, I fly. try to just not sleep before my flights and just get you know as uh, as impaired as possible, so that the sure. longer the flight, the longer I'm knocked out, and hopefully I'll just wake up and be like, oh, we only have one more hour left. Thank God. Oh, perfect. You're, yeah, you'll be the, the wheels are coming down. So you're back here. I'm going to start wrapping this up. When people hear Masha Slamovich or read uh, your name, Masha Slamovich, what do you want them to think? I want them to be concerned. If you know, I want them to be concerned for uh, for my opponent. If and if you're my opponent, I want you to be concerned about yourself. Um, you know, I'm here to make a name for myself. I'm here to I'm here to do my best in pro wrestling. I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah. Well, you have to look out for the, yourself. The the famous the famous saying that just goes all the time in Japan. It's just like do your best. Yeah, that's huh? that's I'm like do my best. That's, that's all you can ask. I can give you is my best. I mean, that, yeah, that's simple, but it ends up meaning that means a ton. Um, it does. Before I let you go, can I ask you five yes or no questions? That have nothing to do with wrestling. Go on right ahead. All right. Okay. Is there any circumstance that where you'd adopt an 18-year-old like to help with bills and such? Maybe. Yeah, because then I'd make them a wrestler too, so. Yeah. Okay. That's a great answer. An 18-year-old um, though, I'm not adopting any 2-year-old or some shit like that. No, no, no. It's got to be 18 or Yeah, up. yeah. 18 is so like they can start we, can, we can reason, we can be like on a sensible path here. Yeah, yeah. He's not working on what, you know, a $5 an hour subway job that I used to have. You know, he's earning at 18. Okay. And it might be a girl. Um, 
have you ever said to yourself, man, I could use a tail? When I was a kid, I thought that was a great idea. Now, not so much. Yeah. Um, for $1.9 million, would you eat food, but it's pre-chewed like a bird and that's how you have to be fed the rest of your life? And you can hire someone to chew it for you if you want. $1.9 million. For the rest of my life? For the rest of mm -hmm. my life? No. Mm -hmm. Hell no. Okay. Hell no. I love food too much. I'm a fat ass. <laughs> okay. Do you? No, you're crazy. Um, did, do you know, do you speak Russian? Yeah, fluently. It's my first language. Okay, good. Um, it's my wife's as well. Can can you call me a big, Brad, you're a big nosed fool in Russian? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> say, say in Russian, say to me, Brad, you're a big nosed fool. Brad, Thank you. Thank you. I've heard that's so funny. I've heard that before. And sometimes my oldest son, who's 11, has to, well, has to always translates for me. If I hear my name, like at like a family dinner, he'll translate for me. But I don't know anything. But I've heard what you just said before. Um, okay. Final question. You, you've done great for the first four. Since you're, um, since you turned 21, um, have you ever kicked someone in a non-wrestling capacity? Yeah. Before 21, okay. after 21. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine. Five for five. You did great. Um, Masha, thank you very, very much. Where are you uh, going to be uh, uh, wrestling next? So I have, let me, let me pull this up for you. Cause now oh, I'm crazy. on my computer, like a smart person and I can use myself. Yeah, you seem so smart. Dude, usually I record this on my cell phone and then I can never like find my shows. I'm like, listen, I just got a computer. Let me be sensible. <laughs> so well, I'll say something while you're looking. Uh, this weekend I have uh, Iron Heart, uh, which the show is Forged by Fire. It will be in Rosemount, Minnesota, and I will be facing Killa Kate. And here is the flyer oh, nice. for that. Oh, awesome. There we go. So that's my, that's, uh, that's coming up next. And yeah, that's, that's where I'm coming up next weekend. This, and, this weekend. And as I said in the intro prior to you coming on, um, you can see, especially, uh, your stuff for Limitless on IWTV. Yes, you can search my stuff, Masha Slamovich on IWTV. Uh, Beyond actually just released Masha Slamovich versus Erica Lee from. Fool's Paradise, I believe it was, mm -hmm. uh, which was live last month, and now it's available on IWTV. And the entire show, Project Reality, is also available on IWTV, featuring myself and Kimberly, which was my latest performance. Awesome. Um, and, oh, my last question. Is it fun being on, like, you know, like The Road, uh, the show The Road? Is it fun, like, having, like, episodes? Yeah, it, like, I've always watch. loved working with Limitless, uh, you know, uh -huh. before the pandemic, after the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, when I was there to do the tapings, it's it's always a great time. I love it up there, and I hope to go back up there soon because I haven't been up there in a while. And awesome. hopefully it's less cold because, boy, is it cold in Maine in February or January. Oh, my God, I bet. <laughs> All right. Well, until the next time we speak, please kind of stay on the ground uh, or within eight to 10 feet of the ground. 
because I don't know if you could replicate that uh, off the roof twice. You'll be re really rolling the dice on that one. We'll just have to wait and see what, uh, what yeah, I do totally. next. <laughs> yeah, who knows? All right. Thank you so much, Masha. And uh, stay well. And uh, we'll talk again. Have a good day. Thank you. You do the same. Thanks.